Interesting fact on the 28. Oh, um, here we go. Joey Gay's got a one-off race in it in NASCAR, but it is still owned by Robert Yates Racing, so no one else can run it. That's why you don't see it on track. And because it's a crappy number. All righty. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Lap 28 here, where it's a, it's a Norman King's episode, I should say. Uh, you know, we're going to probably DNF this uh, episode, but anyway, we're not engine. finished, but... Probably blow an engine, but uh, no, it's Davey Allison's episode. Someone actually a little bit more relevant than Norman. Um, that's cool. It's been uh, it's been a minute. Sorry, I wasn't here last episode. I had some shit going on, but we're all good. Yes. We're live. We're functioning. We're so that's all that matters. I w- I wish uh, I knew how that whole process went. That whole like picking numbers, inheriting numbers. There's a lot of numbers. Well, technically, I guess there's only 99 of them. Wait, and then and then some about getting them chartered and all no. that other stuff in NASCAR. It's- Crazy, but then you have all the zero one zero twos, so you have nine more numbers there. Wouldn't it be 10 because double zero? Yeah, okay, is it like so domain names? Does like someone just like buy up all the numbers? Can't you run just zero two? I don't I mean, think so. Well, maybe I don't actually know. And if you're so, like Russell Westbrook, you can run like zero or double zero, or Gilbert Arenas did the same thing. Oh, uh. zero. What did you just call me? Yeah. Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> the little known fact, uh, that was the days that I actually watched the NBA, so I got to remember that. He may still be in the NBA. I don't know. I don't watch NBA anymore. Did anyone ever run triple digits, or was that just NASCAR, NASCAR 09, me playing in the game with my number 127 or something? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's a thing in NASCAR. I don't think it is either. It just looks weird. There's, like, a guy, there's a guy in Legends that races that has triple digits, and it looks pretty stupid, because yeah. imagine trying to fit three digits on a square door. It just kind of looks stupid, but anyways. I wish we yeah. could just stay Don't to normal numbers. That, yeah, like dirt racing's like, and number 380, little F, or whatever. Oh, yeah. You got oh, the 51 W. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we ran into that in Legends, too. Actually, I'm going to get a A or a B or something as well, just because when you go to a track, when, I literally, a guy runs the same numbers as me in our track now. I'm like, awesome. And the number question mark dollar sign twenty seven <laughs> <Yeah>. hashtag. <laughs> oh no! Coming someone messed. Someone messed up the code on the scoreboard. It's reading the wrong thing. <laughs> percentage dollar sign driver. Percentage dollar sign. Anyways. So Norman, why is lap twenty eight? Other than Davey Allison, why is lap twenty eight or like number twenty eight important to you? It was Davey Allison's number, and he was my childhood hero till he passed away. So. Uh. And it's the one that Norman runs on every single car, if possible. I've always wondered why that is, but now I know. How come every time Norman tells us a story, it's always sad? Yeah, Norman's okay, Norman. <laughs> it's like he was my favorite driver until he died. Until he fucking well, died. And he wasn't and even then, racing, too. Wasn't anyways, he a helicopter crash? There was a helicopter crash in 93. <laughs> it just um, gets worse. Wasn't I, it? I could make it really sad, but we got uh, to no, it Okay, yeah. It. Let's not make it I sad. Don't, <laughs> I don't want it to go. Davy Allison passed away June thir- July thirteenth, nineteen ninety three. My dad passed away July thirteenth, two thousand ten. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, Welcome to that Zero. sets the the mood of the episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Lap Zero podcast, everybody. Yeah, we don't we don't give a shit. We're here to ruin your mood. Make all of happy, our favorite people, laugh, all at the have same time, died. <laughs> so if you hear me say you're my hero, watch out for July 13th. Yeah, <laughs> don't watch out, bro. That's Norman's like up. a pox Anyways. on your house. 
All right, well, let's roll into the uh, absolute snooze fest that we call NASCAR at Richmond, the uh, cook, cookout 400 where you should have been cooking out at your barbecue instead of watching this shitty-ass race. But anyways, no, it yeah. was... Uh, <laughs> it was... Uh, no, it was it was pretty boring. I ain't gonna lie. It was uh, probably one of the snoozers. The whole the only event that happened, I think, of of interest was Denny Hamlin getting moved by Larson after fencing uh, after he fenced them last race. Yeah, um, he had it coming, and Larson actually did it kind of old school way. He didn't, you know what I mean, take him out, but he sure as hell let him know. And I, there's rumors flying around. I haven't really seen. I'm sure it's true because they just don't say this stuff. But um, that I guess it, Hamlin tried to either make contact with Larson sometime pre race, and Larson shrugged him off and shook his head like nah and just kept walking like that was it kind of sucks because they're friends and all that but you know stuff happens i'm sure it'll go away but it's kind of rough right now i guess between them but uh yeah you know i can't really blame him so i i started to like danny a little bit more recently because i was listening to his podcast and stuff but i i have come to realize he's sort of like he's very hypocritical and he does very often he doesn't preach what he or sorry, he doesn't. What there's a word, there's a phrase for it, but he doesn't. You like, practice what you preach. Yes, thank you. He doesn't father, practice what he preaches. Sorry. No, thank you. I needed that, but uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't practice what he preaches a lot of the time. I can't lie. Sometimes he'll be bitching about something, and he'll just go out and do it next week. So, he, I don't think he has a lot of respect from people in that regard. Because I'm starting you know, to get goes, that vibe. He doesn't honestly. I honestly like. I, I think. I mean, there's there's straight Kyle Bush haters that have just been here forever. But I'll be honest. Like in a sense of relevantness i think denny's probably got the most haters in the sport right now oh yeah he's a boo fest dude anytime he comes out he's a boo fest well he's he's hard to like i'm not gonna lie like like i said i i didn't really like the guy much till i'd started listening to his podcast and hearing uh you know insight from someone who's actually within the sport um talking about it because you know there's a lot of drivers you don't get to hear in the media because the media just blow stuff up i mean like for you we see it for example with signs and piastri i have a feeling they probably don't hate each other as much as the media is making it sound like right now. Um, right. Sorry, I know that's another sport, but you get the point. Yeah. I'm not big in the following the NASCAR narrative, but from watching Hamlin throughout the years, I just think he, he plays the cards that he's de- like he's dealt. And if you're going to deal him the villain, then he's just going to play it. He's gonna, he's going to complain about one thing and go do the other thing on the track. Cause that's who everyone's, expects him to be and that's who he is reminds me of joey just he's a bit more vocal joey's kind of that way too joey's two-faced but he's okay with that i mean i mean i don't blame him you kind of have to be to race right i mean i got buddies that i've raced with like i started racing in quarter midges and i still race now and you kind of have to be that way like you know he takes you out in the track or you race each other like assholes on the track and then you get off the track and everything's chill like what's up bro how's it going so i don't know i guess i can't blame him too much but i think that's a lot of his problem in the uh in the uh, media, but uh, no, stage one, Tyler Reddick copped that. Uh, Keslowski showed up for once, and uh, have we even heard from this dude all season? But anyway, stage two win, so that's cool. Uh, and then uh, Chris Buescher got a win, which is pretty big for playoff implications, because yes. what does the playoff bubble look like now? Isn't there only a spot or two left? Uh, it's it's filling up quick. At the beginning of the say, race, they probably were... probably look this up. Yeah, at the beginning of the race, they were talking about it, and I know there's not many spots. So there's four left. Harvick's pretty much almost locked in. He'd have to biff it pretty hard. Same with Kislowski. And Bubba's Bubba they made really good actually, by the way. I was say like four races ago, he's like on the cutoff line at zero. Now he's like plus fifty four. So 
he's faring pretty well. But essentially, we got... By the way, Chase Elliott is not in the playoffs right now. I just want you guys to know that. I don't know if you know that. He's sitting 20th because of his injury and all that stuff. Uh, or not injury. But why did he miss him? Was it injury? I can't even remember now. It's been so long. This damn season is too long. But anyways... He was growing a mustache. Yeah, something like that. Is that what he was doing? Yeah. He had yeah, he, he's like a crisp, like, 40 or 50 points out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, 40 out right now, as it stands exactly on the dot. So, McDowell, Gibbs, Almendinger, Suarez, and Elliott are essentially battling it out for that last spot. Anyone else, you know, would need to pretty much win with four races to go before the playoffs. Yeah, Daniel Suarez needs to step up. Never been a big fan, man. Yeah, never been a big fan. He's one of those guys that I keep talking about. He keeps hanging around somehow. Um, in I my do remember mind. you saying that, yeah. In my mind, you know, him, McDowell, there's a couple other ones I could, you know, Stenhouse. I just, they just don't to, to warrant keeping their spot as solid as they do. But yet again, like I said, racing, right? Goes into money and maybe they're bringing sponsors. Um, you know what I mean? And money talks. And, and they're not horrible. It's just same teams, right? I mean, it's sort yeah. of switched up very much at all. Um, team wise, no, I don't know. Stay, stay with the same team. McDowell's been with the same, with the 40, what is that? his car number? Anyways, the same t- 30, 30, what is McDowell's car number now? Why 34. 34. 34. Yeah. Sorry, I'm drawing a same. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Same font, same everything. But, um, anyways, that's just me personally, maybe. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, which probably don't, but it's my podcast, so suck it. We can say what we want. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, like I said, there's just a few racers in there. And like you say, Suarez, we need to, you know, step it up. And I know, he, you know, it took him a while. You know, some of these guys come in and they pop, 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 you know, start winning, start doing good. And I'm okay with them taking a while to come around. But dude's been in a league a while now. And, Dude, uh, yeah, I was just looking at his stats. So he's been here since 2017. And he's had, he's done, he's done like all 36 starts pretty much, except for, you know, 2020. He missed one unless there was only 35. And then, you know, we only have the 23 this year. But, yeah, no, he's I, – I think out of all that, I'm just looking at the points because for some reason I can't see his finish. But, like, his average finishes have been, like, the highest he's had is 16. The lowest is 27. And the only time I think he made the playoffs was, was last year um, with his one win. But he's had one win in since 2017. So, yeah, no, he's one of those guys that you're not really sure why he's sticking around. He isn't. Really done. Well, like I said, it's one of the things I feel like there's some brilliance, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. He's had some decent races, but you know, so is a lot of people that that they're no longer racing now, you know, that have lost their spot. I think there's a bunch of younger guys too that you know, I don't know. It it just blows my mind how some guys stay in and then we lose other people for some reason, you know. But money. um, You know, it's weird. You can you can say that about Michael McDowell too, to be completely honest with you. Like he's been here since like twenty eleven. Like he's been here forever. If this will tell you something. He was in the car of tomorrow in that wreck at Texas that was so horrible that everybody was like, holy shit, I think they might be dead. And then they figured oh, that out double the car. Zero or whatever, wasn't that it? That was him. Yeah, he yeah. was in one of the Aaron's dream machines, if I remember right, back in the day. I was there at, for that race. So I don't remember what year that was, but it was a minute ago. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, he, I guess he's improved recently, but he's one of those guys where it's like, yeah, why the hell is he still here, too? Because he got... But he had 12 top 10s last year. He had five in 2021. He actually ended up winning, too, because that was the Daytona 500 that he ended up winning. Um, so he got into the playoffs. But, I mean, other than that, he had, what, five top 10s this year. I mean, he's been doing decent, but I don't know. I guess uh, considering the teams he's been with, though, I mean, I guess you can't really give the guy too much shit on. But Suarez, on the other hand, has been a decent equipment. So Yeah, 
Yeah, he needs to step up. That dude. I don't know. I mean, I, I just like y'all are saying, I think he sticks around probably because that just seems to be the thing. But I, I'm the, on the opposite. I had high hopes for Daniel Suarez. I thought we were going to see him blossom into a superstar, but I was wrong. On another note, I was looking at the standings. It is every car has, each manufacturer has five cars, except one has six cars. So it's a pretty evenly manufactured split in the playoffs right now. I know Toyota's pulling their own considering that they don't have, um, well, they don't have that many cars to play with. Like they're, they're doing pretty good. Ford's car starting to come back too. They were having a really, really bad start to the season. They were like really bad, but you know what? They were doing good. Uh, wasn't, wasn't like three of the, weren't like the top three, all Fords at Richmond. Oh, no, no, I'm totally wrong. But there was a lot in the top ten. Like one, two, three, four, five, six of the top ten were all Fords. So that's pretty good. Uh, on your Toyota note, every Toyota is in the playoffs except Ty Dillon. Or Ty Thanks. Gibbs, my bad. I'm okay with that. So let's hope it stays that way. Um <laughs> Buck boy. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's check on the driver standings really quick before we move on to whatever else we want to talk about here. I'm curious. Is there one without the playoffs involved? Uh, it doesn't look like it. I need to get the NASCAR regular season standing. Yeah, oh, boy, Truex. Guess who's actually winning? Yeah. It's oh, Truex, Peppa. Denny, Byron, Bell, Bush, Harvick. Harvick's in sixth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, win. there we go. Yeah, so Truex, Hamlin, Byron, yeah, Bell, Bush. Harvick. I mean, everybody you'd expect to be up there. Bro, I just want to talk. Hold on, because I can say this now, because Blaney's my driver. Dude, this man has had, like, the shittiest last six races since he um, since he was doing well in one. Literally, I think he was, like, mid-20s the whole, like, last five races. His best finish was, like, 14th this past week. Anyways, guys had no luck, but tough times for tough times for that. Also, can we talk about Noah Gregson? Can we talk about him for a minute? Of course. No, He's you can't. Thirty yeah, third in the standings. Like, wow, this guy sucks. <laughs> no, I mean he don't suck. I'm just, I'm just saying that because everybody's gonna get pissed off. But I wonder why crazy, that is crazy that he. I, it's, I don't know, man. He's been doing so bad this year. And I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's the car. But man, I have not heard from that dude like since last year. Chastain slapped the talent out, out of him. Oh, yeah, since he got knocked the shit out of him, too. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot how to drive. <laughs> Priest, too, man. Priest's been having a bad year, too. He's on 25th. Like, he's not great. But uh, Also, also gets scrappy. Huh. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. Crazy, but uh, that's all I got for NASCAR, man. I mean, the race itself. I mean, we can talk about the car all we want. We've complained enough about it. It's, I, it's We know Richmond can provide good racing. We've seen it in previous years. It's the car. I mean, we can't... It's got two dates right now, and it's got two terrible races. Like it's, I I honestly can't stand watching it anymore. So they really need to fix this short track package and do something because this track is terrible with this current car. Yeah, that was boring as hell. Every, it was. Oh, it's so bad. I put it on in the background, and I still thought it was boring. Like yeah, it was, was boring. Anyways, yeah, boo. Yeah, every time we talk about Richmond, every time I hear that, I just think of the time, and you'll have to look it up yourself, but um. If I can find it, I might post it in the old Discord. But so Truex, like when he was younger, I think he was already in the Bass Pro Shop vehicles. But anyways, 
he got hit and he got squished up on the wall somehow. His wheels actually hopped up onto the wall and he did like a almost like a 50-50 grind with his car on the wall. And they asked him afterwards, like, what did you do? Because it finally came off the wall and like went down. But he was like riding on the fence for a while. And he said, I don't really know what to do. So I just floored it. <laughs> he just floored it. And like when you watch the replay, you can see the tires like bouncing off the chain link fence. Like he's just getting it. Yeah, it baby. <laughs> Like, what do I do when I'm sideways on the fence? Do I let off and just wait for it to come? Nah. Just Hell no. Yeah. Just let it rip. Drop a hammer on it. Let it rip. What would salt and pepper do? That's what. Yeah. Let it rip. We're team salt and pepper here at the Lab Zero podcast. Oh, yeah. Isn't that right, that, uh, Levi? That track's always been strange, too, at 0.75 miles. It's always that weird in-between short track. That's, like, almost classified as a intermediate, but it's... Still a short track. I don't know. I, I honestly, I hate driving in a NASCAR. I, in in I racing. Sorry, I suck. I'm terrible there. I'll, I will happily admit that. But I used uh, to love love that track in the early 2000s. Watching the night race there, I always thought it was very entertaining. Yeah. Why did we get rid of the night race too? Like, someone tell me why that was a good idea. But uh, I don't know. That's what I always loved about it. It was a nice little, almost felt small town, right? I mean, kind of like that. Like a little dirt track or something, because it was like you said, it was in in intermediate, you know. I don't know. It was a good feel for a night night. Uh, I guess Saturday night race. Used to be one of the tracks I wanted. It was on my bucket list back in the early two thousands. Was to do the night race at Richmond, but not anymore. Richmond. Yep. Man, you know what's it. you know what's on my bucket list, but I don't even want to go watch right now because it's so bad. Martinsville. The racing yeah. on Martinsville's been so bad with this car. Like, so bad, and the track's awesome. It's so unfortunate, dude. I actually, All right. like, my bucket list used to be Bristol when they used to run the low side. That was the only one you could run, and everybody had to, like, bump and run and stuff. I always wanted to go. Then they started, like, they repaved it and changed the banking, and I'm like, eh, that's all right. You can so keep not, it, Bristol. Not right now, but your top three bucket list tracks of all time that might not even be on your bucket Ooh, list anymore. Just NASCAR for now, right? Yes, 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 NASCAR. Okay. Okay. See, I haven't been to anything but Texas, so like it's all wide open to me. You know what I mean? Um, but I have to say, I want to go to Daytona sometime just because it's Daytona. Yeah, um, baby. Especially the 500, not the other one. I mean, you know, if they're talking NASCAR. Boo. Um, and then I want to see, uh, I would have to say Norman, Dega, uh, just because I've been to that track, like visiting. I was driving through, so I went to the tour and all that good stuff. Unfortunately, they're repaving a bunch of it, so it wasn't all open, but Still a neat little museum. If you're anywhere near it, it's worth going out there and checking out. It's crazy the size of that track. It'll blow your mind just, just driving up there. Um, another little quick story is I didn't have the balls, but the people that were working on the track were not paying attention, and there was gates open all the way onto the track. So I could have took the rental Hyundai Santa Fe with Baby. all my family in it out on Dega and just floor it until someone stopped us. And my daughter was like, go, go. And I was like, I don't need to be Do arrested. It, Dad. I'm trying to make it to Florida. So, anyway. This just in, Oklahoman man takes a ride on the Talladega <laughs> track and passes away because his Korean car tire exploded at 180 Hey, that car was good. It only, it only overheated <laughs> one time, man. We stopped at the convenience store. Everybody got something to drink, got back in. She was trucking. Probably made it to 110 and then it blew up. But anyways. I think we I think we uh, nicknamed it Bertha, but I don't remember. It's, it's somewhere it? in the. It was a Hyundai Santa Fe. No, oh, it was a Hyundai. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yep. It's a good thing Russell don't work for Hyundai anymore, so we can bash it now. But yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. But yeah, so my third track, man, that one's a uh, Martinsville. Yeah, I think it would probably be. It's been around, dude. Um, that's a good one. That's pro that's probably it. Yeah, 
I mean, Dover's a good one too, but that's, I don't know if I'd want to go see it, but it's, it's a kind of an old track. How about you, Norman? What you got? Um, well, like you, I've been to one track, and I guess everyone can guess what track that is. Charlie! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your mom! Oh, wait, sorry. Um, Las Vegas! <laughs> I've always wanted to do the 500. That I think that's everyone. Um, I would have loved to do the Coke 600. I'm going to drop the 500 out because it's a give me. Um, I wanted to do a give me. A Bristol night race, and I'll always want to do the Richmond night race. Back when they actually raced the track, and it was decent. So, all right, Antonio, what do you got? All right, so we're gonna not Canadian tracks. So obviously um, the five hundred. Hey, shut up! The trucks come to uh, LZ one in Montreal. Uh, is it Montreal? No, I don't think it is. Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. I don't even remember where the hell it is. I know they graded me. So anyway, hey, my home track Sonoma. Shut up. It's all good. Um. Oh man, maybe it's Portland though, because the tr- anyways. Who cares? My uh, my top three would probably be most definitely not not in any order. Um, Martinsville for sure. I've always wanted to go to Martinsville. Um, I've always wanted to go to Bristol for sure. Um, and I don't know why. Oh, Sonoma, hundred percent. I don't know why. I know it sounds weird, but I've always wanted to just go check out Sonoma because it's always been my favorite road course of the ones we go to. Uh, which is, I know you're probably like, why Watkins Glen's sick, but I don't know. I've always liked Sonoma. I think it's just something to do with, uh, I when I was younger, I always played it in the NASCAR games. It's technically my home NASCAR track that Cup runs. Um, so there's been always some sort of weird emotional attachment to it. But um, yeah, no, I think the shoot layout of Sonoma, I'd love to go see that just to, you know, for shits. I'd like to see it when it's green too. Have you seen that place when it's green? It's crazy. Anyways, I haven't seen it up uh, close and personal, but look it up if you haven't seen it. But uh, what about you, Dave, the non-NASCAR fan? Do you even, <laughs> can you even name three tracks? I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Daytona. Uh, no, um, I, uh, Pocono is on there for me. Uh, that just seems like a really cool place. Um, Only privately owned track that's left. Yeah, oh, no, there's two, one. actually. There's two. I don't remember the other one, but there's two. Yeah, yeah, I forgot Pocono. about Pocono. Pocono's a good one. Good pick. Pocono would be sick. I mean, Talladega is an obvious uh, choice. I've already been to Daytona, but not for the 500 for the 24 hour, but I got the point. I honestly, I think like I would rather go to the 24 hours of Daytona than the NASCAR race at Daytona. So I get the point. Like you're there, it's big. Like you get the point. Um, so Talladega, uh, Pocono, and. Um, Charlotte I, is a must. I mean, that's a must. So, there you go. Those are the only I I can I can only name about four more than that. So, I should I should actually rephrase mine. I I actually would like to go to Charlotte too because that Hall of Fame would be very cool to go to, and the actual track itself for the experience is pretty sweet. So, and going to Phoenix for the championship weekend would be cool. I think, and Atlanta's cool. Just to. I guess you know what uh, I'll uh, I, I of course I want to go to Charlotte, but I'll put in Atlanta in there because as a Texas Motor Speedway home track guy, and with all the talk of how they want to change Texas Motor Speedway, I would like to go to Atlanta to see that short super speedway layout in person. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe you no. Know, Phoenix would be cool, but when's the last time Phoenix had a good race? 
Oh, man, and it's Phoenix. Can you even remember when oh, the last well. time Phoenix had a good race was normally? Did they even have good races in the 2090s? I don't even think they did. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean, know why that's a good tracks. racing. I I love racing that track myself, dude. The thing's hard to race, and you can tell it is when you watch races there too. It it did produce good racing, but it was a different style of racing back then because it wasn't about downforce. It was about it wasn't about um, aero grip. It was about mechanical grip. Yeah, it was so, more the eighties and nineties. That was probably good, right? Yeah. So the car, like your car, transformed throughout every, all. You also didn't have stages, so your car transformed throughout the race, and you had to make changes. So the guy who dominated early wasn't the guy who always won. Yeah, that's true. I miss when races progressed and we didn't have stages. That was nice. I heard. Uh, I listened to the podcast a, little, a bit last week. Oh, you I just did? want to say, yeah, only like eleven minutes. Which, by the way, at eleven minutes and thirty seconds, there's some weird audio. So you kind of fucked up on the cutting it out. But it's all oh, good. It's all. Just kidding. <laughs> Shots fired. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I like it. He let you know while we're recording the next episode. <laughs> I listened I just, to it though. I didn't hear now, anything. Okay. Anyway, whatever. No, no, it's funny. I think it was your mic or something. You taught us something, but who cares? Yeah, it was funny. your fault. <clears throat> Anyways, Probably. no, but uh, Levi was saying that um, you guys were talking about Pocono and how it would have been better without stages because the race used to progress and stuff like that. And uh, your comment of saying anything over a mile and a half shouldn't have stages, I think that's what you said. Anyways, I hope you I said I don't know that, what I say. I say a stupid. lot of stuff. Long story short, anything over a mile, anything a mile and a half and over should not have stage breaks. And if they do, it shouldn't stop the race. Stage racing's for cycling. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm all, dude. I'm all about getting the points, giving the points away. The the green, you know, with the with the checker, when you wave it, but nobody stops, and we keep on trucking, and and that way you keep the extra points. And some guys can race for those points if that's what they want to do. But if you're if you're already set, you know, and your race got screwed up somehow in the first, and you know you're not going to win those stages, but you're going for the long game. That still lets you do that, right? There's two there's two places that I don't mind stages, and we can throw a third in for shits if we really want to. But there's two types of tracks. One, you guys are gonna hate me, but super speedways. I, I don't think you. honestly, they no, they were terrible before. I'm sorry. 100, 199 pointless laps around Daytona with one being important was a joke. So the stages actually did add something. At least there's like, I don't know, something. It's better than that single file train for 180 laps. Uh, two, I don't mind it as short tracks because be honest with you, man, the short tracks are great. But there was so many short track races that went like three or 400 laps without a caution, and then it would happen during a pit cycle and then like half the fields, like now two laps down because they pit under green. I don't know. It just, it made for weird results. I, I don't know. I, I always thought that was, I never liked that. So I figured the short tracks wouldn't be too bad with stage breaks, but they do it in uh they do it in a lot of like regular local short track racing. Like you go see like your, your local super lates race. If they go run a, a 200 lapper, they'll usually have a one, a hundred lap break or something like that. So, I don't think it's necessarily getting away from roots by keeping brakes there, but anyway, somehow we managed to pull uh, that absolutely atrocious race uh, into talking about it for 40 minutes. So let's move on into formula one. Cause uh, we can talk about another snoozer, but it was okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, Spa. Yeah. I mean, all in all, right. Not, not that great of a race. Um, it's spa, but I like spa. I like watching spa. I think it's a great track. Um, but not not much. I mean, man, first quarter of the race, you might could say, was kind of exciting. We had a chance of rain coming, this and that. Um, but once you found out that rain wasn't coming, I don't know, you know, for the race itself. But uh, sprint weekend again, 
Um, unfortunately, if y'all guys can fill me in, got to see a little bit of practice highlights uh, at the first. Did not see the sprint shootout. Did anybody see that? Um, the qualifying wonderful... for the sprint? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, no, I didn't watch it. I, I thought yeah. about it, but then I had already started watching the sprint. Then I was like, was yeah. there was, was there anything big about it that we need to holler about um, that anybody knows? Norman, do you know anything going on I know on all there? the cars in the sprint quality were within, was it zero point or point zero two five of a second or something, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, Pia- Piastri, dude. Come on now, right? Like crazy. Um, this guy's the real deal, yeah. I think so, right? Which we'll talk about more later. Um, I'll just go over the the race weekend, then we can kind of touch on base on the Grand Prix, and it'll hopefully bring us some um, talking points that are just crazy. Uh, but uh, yeah, Piastri blew my mind in the uh, in the sprint race. Uh, just got out there and looked good. Um, just, I mean, dude, it looks like he should be up there, which is crazy because for yeah. what. Three, three races ago, McLaren's not even in the picture. And if it is going to be in the picture, it's Norris. I mean, in my mind anyways. And then here comes Piastri. And when he gets up there, you know, you're waiting for those jitters. You're waiting for that kind of little bit of a screw up. You're waiting for this and that. Nothing. Just solid laps. Puts it down. And when he's talking to the, you know, like afterwards when he's talking on interviews and stuff, I mean, like you said, real deal. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Like, dude, he's looking good. Um, the only thing, uh, other thing I can take away from the sprint was um, the uh, Sergio P- uh, Perez, man. He got to be go chunk, take it outside of his car. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, to, we could have seen him get some more points for Red Bull because that's what they need. You know what I mean? It's more yeah. points. But uh, no, it's not, against, not, it's not a shot of Perez, man. I, I feel for the guy right now, but uh, it, it was bad. Um, Are you talking about signs? No, no, no. Uh, Perez in the sprint race. Oh, in the sprint, sorry, my fault. Yes, sir, yeah. Um, big old chunk out of the side of his car. I couldn't figure out what it was either. I couldn't see it. They weren't giving good camera angles. He's driving around. He's going slow. I'm like, dude, just go. Like, what is wrong? They pull in the pits. I was like, Ooh. Like, it was a good, like, 12 by 12 square just taken out of the side of a side pod, which is crazy. How, I don't know if they have replacement side pods or whatever, but they got the thing fixed quick. I've so. always wondered how they repair those. I've Like, so I was thinking about, like, science car, and I'm like, well, they can't, like, why don't they just pull it in and put like some, you know, the, that big like four, uh, what do they call them? The speed tape, like the one foot sections of the tape they use in NASCAR, like NASCAR. just cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it works that way. It just be flopping in the wind. It gets a black flag as it yeah. comes in. Uh, no, it's uh, it, it really I think the sprint race there really wasn't much about it. Uh, my boy Danny Rick kind of showed me some things. Uh, I thought that car had good speed, and he kind of pushed it a little bit. Uh, out in front there, got into the points, which only wore the points from uh, first to eighth. He was in the points, and then Ocon got him, and I was like, or uh, George Russell caught him, and I was like, you know what? Okay, okay, but Ocon's back there. Just put your elbows out, and I don't know if he had burned the tires up or the car's falling off. He did end up tenth. Um, top ten though. I mean, I think he's doing okay so far. And we'll move into the Sunday race, the actual Grand Prix. I did get to see that. Um, Good stuff from Max, right? Started back in there because of the uh, gearbox change. Started a little further back. I thought he was super, super, super uh, patient moving up through there. I know sometimes when he starts in fifth or, you know, so far back, he really pushes and kind of makes some, like, questionable moves. Um, he waited for DRS to come open before he started making his moves and everything. Uh, I think he knew he had the car as usual. Um, just just craziness. But the talk of uh, F1 right now is that uh, – 
I don't know if y'all heard any radio chatter. They were blowing it up on F1 TV anyways on the app. I don't know if y'all seen it uh, between him and like the team principals and whatnot uh, telling him that, uh, you know, you might want to might want to take care of your tires there, Max. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, because I think he was just trying to do his thing where he always runs them really hard. Um, said something along the lines of uh, they they kind of warned him again. was like, hey, don't forget about tire deg. And cause tire deg was pretty big here. And uh, he was like, uh, "Well, it's not a big deal. If if we need to, I'll just I'll just get you know further up, so far up, we can make another stop." And the team actually got over the radio and told him, "Not this time, Max." Yeah. And that was with like eighteen to go, <laughs> and uh, he was pushing Reds further than you know anybody at that point in the race was going to try to push him. Um, I was watching him when he's going to the corners. You didn't see it so much down the straights. You didn't see any blistering. You didn't see any. But when he was starting to hit the brakes, going to the corner, you'd see that you know that that uh, chalkiness. I don't know what else. To say that that roll up of rubber build up on the tires, yes, sir, the graining that you could see starting. I, I don't want to say graining because that's easily when you see it, you know, like when they're just all the way around the track and they burn them down too far. But yes, that was exactly what it was going into the corners and stuff. Which on the red, it can go real quick, you know, if you're doing that lap after lap after lap. Um, I don't know. I've I've read some interviews afterwards, and he said that they have a good relationship. They know what they're doing. They're they're friends and all that stuff. Uh, but at the same time, he said something along the lines that he was wanting to make sure that pretty much keep them on their toes, so to speak. Um, I didn't, I didn't want him to just get, think that I was just going to take it. I want him to think that I might want to actually come in for tires later. And it's like, that's man, I love the guy to death. He is the man right now. But at the same time, you're the man because you're in that car. Right. You know, I've, I've talked about this before. Why risk the extra pit stop? That's exactly. just another thing that can go wrong in your... What happens if an air gun jammed up and they couldn't get the nut on and now you can't get the tire on? Yeah, because that was one of the things he said over the radio. I'm glad you said that. He said, maybe we get a little extra pit stop practice while he's in the race. And they said, you know, they were like, no, you just need to take care of your tires. But yeah, um, there's always something that can go wrong. We all know that in the pits. Uh, F1, they've got more people available to them, so you have less issues. But sometimes it's out of their hands. Sometimes the gun jam. Sometimes it's this. Sometimes it's that. I'm I'm really frustrated. The only thing that frustrates me about watching him, my wife being a fan, so we do kind of keep up with him, is the the always wanting all of it, which is what you want from a race car driver. But when you're, what, 100 points in the lead or something, like, why go for that one point? That one point is not that important in the long run. Yeah, and I think he was just joking around, but a lot of people took his whole comment when he said, like, hey, how about we push for another pit stop? And he said something like, we could use the pit stop practice or whatever at yep. the end of that radio message. Yeah. And a lot of people thought that that was shitty. Well, I think I mean, people were just overreacting. I think it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, I, I thought, thought he was, was overreacting, too. But he is. <laughs> you know. He is, and <laughs> my wife's got this big deal that if his dad is there, he's always more of an a-hole. Totally. And as soon as he got out of the car, he walks over and gives his hand a, dad a handshake. I was like, aha! That might have been why he was being an a-hole. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of trying to see it, too. But, uh, yeah, I don't... Man. I think he's bored out there, too, sometimes. I Hell really yeah. do. Um, I think he's like, let's let's spice it up. Let's spice it up. And his team's like, how about we don't? How about we just win a shitload of championships and win a shitload of trophies that we like breaking? They broke another trophy, by the way. I don't know if y'all I saw know. this. That was so they funny. Did. They're taking They're really the breaking picture. records. Yeah, right. Breaking records. We're breaking trophies. But Lando yeah, that's Norris, a record, too. Have we ever yeah. seen two break in a season, let alone one? 
Lando Norris last week, and then this week they're taking the group photo afterwards. They're going to spray some champagne, and everybody ran off like they were scared of it, which blows my mind because you know he just got done doing that. Max was one of them, but anyways, they tipped a sign over, hit the trophy, broke one of them. But it's just great; it's good stuff. I mean, they they just don't even care about trophies anymore. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I don't think that's any issues with the team and Max though. Coming back to that point, um, I think that's all good. Perez finally got a solid second place finish. He finished where we all think he should finish, I think. Um, in my mind, that's where he should. Uh, I think he was a little bit too far behind, though. Right? So that is, I mean, he still got just smashed by Max. Uh, unfortunately, it's like, yeah. you know, when he come up on him, we're like, is this going to be a race? It's like this ain't going to be nope. a race. Like, I think if I remember right, he actually came into the pits, and then Max came into the pits, Max came back out in front of him. He had already built up such a lead. And uh, that's that, you know. Once he's out there, he's out there. Um, especially this race, they were spread out pretty good all the way back to like, I think it was like seventh or eighth. And that's when the DRS train started, which is usually where it starts. Um, but yeah, uh, Ferrari with the podium, Antonio, your boy is finally catching up a little bit. Leclerc looks strong, man. He didn't look bad. Um, signs look like he had good speed until he got into his accident and lost part of his pod. Um, yeah, we should probably talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I mean, that does bring me to the McLaren boys again in this race. Norris looked strong, but Piastri was probably going to be stronger, but we never got a chance to see it. Um, first lap, deemed a racing incident. I don't know what y'all feel about that, but um, just turn one shenanigans, man. And uh, Piastri got into uh, signs. Piastri out for the rest of the race. I think I don't even think he made it around lap one, did he? I don't, maybe lap two, I don't, but he parked uh, it. Uh, he came Some, in immediately. Yeah, and then oh, Signs came he in. He retired the car on the yeah, side re- of the road. He did, which I think we went to yellow without a virtual safety car or a safety car. This crew at Spa knows what they're doing. Got the car off the track. We keep <laughs> going. They're like, Max can't be slowed down. He's got to get to the front. Get this orange piece of... No. Um, now, Piastri looked good. I think he would have had a really good race, and I'm really frustrated that he wasn't up there punching around because I think that car's for real, man. They've done some good stuff there. But, uh, yeah... Like I said, don't know what signs could do. I don't know if he had anything for Leclerc, honestly, but Leclerc looked good. I'm curious what your guys' take is on the actual signs and Piastri wreck because uh, me personally, I thought it was a racing incident. I, I went on social media, though, and I was apparently wrong. Everybody in the world was just absolutely annihilating signs, and I think a lot of it's because of how he responded. I don't think it's necessarily because of the accident itself. Um. I do think Signs could have potentially done a little bit more to avoid it, but the problem is, like, Hamilton was right there. I mean, he had another foot, maybe foot and a half. He could have moved out more, but that, again, I don't think that was going to avoid the wreck, and you can't really make micro adjustments after turn in at that point to save you another foot and a half without messing your trajectory up and hitting Hamilton there, so... I thought it was just a racing incident, one of those things where Piastri probably shouldn't have been there, but it was too late for him to back out. Yeah, uh, signs maybe could have acknowledged him more, but if he did, he might have hit Hamilton. So again, everybody's just hopping on, would have hopped on the bandwagon and bashed him for hitting Hamilton. So I, I don't know. I thought it was a racing incident. What do you guys think? I think it was I, too. I don't think it was that big of a deal. It's turn one at Spa. Like it's a shit corner to pass in, especially when you're three wide. Like I don't know. I think Pastry um, was already going to try to make that move on signs. Stein drove in a little bit deeper than he should have locked up, had to 
take avoiding actions to avoid running into Hamilton. So he moved over. And in that time, you can't, he just squeezed him. I wouldn't say it's penalty worthy, but I would still blame signs for the incident. He made a mistake on the lockup, and that's what caused him to hit him. Mm, I, I guess so, but at the same time, you could almost call it going for a pass on Hamilton, in which that case it's kind of still a racing incident because the, the end well, of the he, was still going to be there. He went for a pass and locked up. He made a mistake. He couldn't have gone. In, he shouldn't have gone in that deep. I pressed the brake that hard. True, but he didn't hit. He didn't hit the guy. He didn't hit Hamilton. So yeah. well, we were just we were just talking about this last week that like the there's a fine line between great pass and asshole move and it's like is it ex it's almost like is it executed pretty or not you know yeah yeah like if it looks good on camera then it's like oh good pass but like that same move with a little extra white smoke and some jiggly hands and <laughs> and now it's like oh you asshole you know what i mean so i mean we were just talking about this last week in hungary about um didn't Perez make a similar move like this where it's just like straight up the inside, like like you you're either backing off or we're wrecking. And signs didn't back off, and so they wrecked. And I mean, I think signs has a point. Like, I think he's being a little dramatic there. Like, yeah. What what 100%. did he say? Like, I've been racing here for seven or eight years. Like, you know that if you go on the inside at Lasaurus, like you'll like bullshit, man. Everyone knows that the inside of La Source is where you make a good pass. So, like, yeah, get literally. over yourself. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, anyway, I don't think it was a big deal. I think it was just a lap one racing incident. If anything, it was a much bigger deal than the Hamilton signs incident during the sprint, which was a penalty. Yep. So, uh, you know, I, I think that the FIA was a little off on that. That's a, for a separate topic, but... Um, like I said, it just depends on how pretty it was, I think. Oh, yeah. I did not think, uh, yeah, because what? Oh, I got to watch that incident again with the sprint. But Hamilton got a penalty, right? Yeah. I thought that was stupid. Like, I don't think do he deserved doing? that penalty at all. That no. was so dumb. It was pouring rain. It's a racing incident, man. Like, yeah, whatever. He, Oh, no, he slid three inches. Like, yeah, and happened, I don't know. Happened to hit the dude's most crucial part of his car. Like, I don't know. I thought yeah, it was kind of crappy. I think they just gave it to him because he took him out of the rate. Well, I think that's the same thing as what we were just saying and Dave was just saying. It's 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 all in like how it looks. I think on that one, and they they even did it right in the same weekend. They had two different races. and They had two different uh, situations that were very very similar, and they had two different outcomes. They gave one guy five pen, uh, five second penalty plus the two driver points onto his license, and one was nothing. Sorry, your day screwed. Moving on. So. I don't know. I don't know how do you make it better. I don't know, but uh, yeah, agreed. Sorry, I passed over that in the sprint race. That is true. Hamilton got that five second penalty, which probably dropped him a place or two. But um, all the way to seventh. All the way to seventh. Still got points, but not as many for sure. I think he was up in like fourth or fifth, right? Uh, he went from fourth to seventh, so he yeah. lost what four positions. Yeah, which is big points, I think. Uh, actually, as far as that goes, in his season and whatnot, and the way they've kind of had it up and down. He would be I sitting think, uh, third in points right now if it wasn't for that penalty. There you go. This is a, a Hamilton, a, a, a Crimelton fan, as they call them in the comment section. I don't know if you guys like them. It's uh, it's so funny, honestly. It's so stupid. 
It's like honestly, I feel bad if you're a Max or a, ha- a Hamilton fan because you guys just have to hate each other because like that's just how everybody is now. <laughs> even even if you're not a Hamilton fan or not a Verstappen fan, and you say anything about them, you're immediately a fan of the other fan base and they hate you. <laughs> yep. yep. But uh, welcome to new gen F1 fans. But anyways, seriously, uh, I no, I, I I do think Sainz took too much heat for that though. I think uh, his problem was he spazzed out in the media like a dumbass. But I don't know. I still think the incident, regardless, was... I, I, I would have expected him to make that move anyways. Like, if I was in PSG's position, I would have been like, all right, well, maybe let's not, not throw it up the inside when it's three wide. But again, couldn't back off. It's not his fault. It's not science's fault. I think everybody's just stupid. So. It's Formula One, man. It's just all Step pageantry. one, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know what? They should have moved the wall. i give the wall... Uh, you know what? 30-second penalty for Alcon. I think that would solve all our problems. <laughs> I know walls, okay? I've built a lot of walls, okay? They should just move the wall, okay? It's like that uh, It's like that meme where they moved the wall or something on Arden Senna, like a millimeter and a half, and he hit it or something. It's like, that's it. They moved the wall. Yep. So it's all... They moved it a foot and a half. They moved it. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I Spa, I think the race gave me everything that I was looking for in Spa. Yeah. We got I, rain, I the, you know. The rain, yeah. It was cool. So, I'm, Oh, shout out to uh, Lewis Hamilton for finessing the fastest lap on lap 44, by the way. Just saying. Ooh. I and by the way, yellows. I was cheering for Hamilton this week because I picked Leclerc and Hamilton in my pool. And they got me the the most points I could have gotten because I've already used Verstappen three times and I've used Perez three times. So just saying, I actually wanted Hamilton to beat Leclerc for once. I know that came out of my mouth, but I wanted it to happen because <laughs> in my pool, everybody picked. I don't know why, but everybody picked Leclerc and everybody picked Piastri, which I get it. Piastri was doing good, but then he DNF and I was like, let's go. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was like, all right. So I was like. I don't really need anything to happen to Leclerc because I'm going to get the same amount of points as them. But I'm like, I just need Hamilton to like pass him or something. And then he went for fastest lap. And I was like, let's go! <laughs> Again, round two. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't it. believe it. Win it. Yeah, I can't believe that. Was that like, I guess, just just the track evolution with him going back out on the medium tire and then setting the fastest lap? Because when he came in and got the mediums, I was like, oh, what the heck are you doing? But I don't really keep up with uh, his tire counts. He might have only had that tire left. I, I'm not sure. I'm or sure maybe something the, technical. Yeah, like because that. if you're going to go out for like two, three laps, you would just put on reds if you had him. But um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And I'm sure Max like lost sleep over that. You know, probably probably, took, like, sh- probably took shots at the bar later that night. It was just like no, his at that point. Oh, his dad beat the shit out of yeah, him. His dad was race. like, Max, get yeah. in here. You get past this point. Come on, Let's Maxie. You didn't sweep the weekend. No, Daddy, no. Beat your ass. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I got sorry, a question. Daddy. Did y'all see the restaurant that was suspended over the track by a crane? No, I didn't see no. that, but I saw the photo you sent. That's pretty cool. I'm not all about that. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like I'm staying on the, on the ground. ground. That's cool. Yeah, me too. 300 yeah, euros <laughs> per seat. And That's, you not, get okay. and That's not horrible when you consider the tickets yeah. probably like three grand. Right? Um, <laughs> Actually, that's more like Vegas pricing, but, if, but you're yeah, it, three grand. I wish they had a better picture of it because it the picture they showed on TV during the sprint race. I'd be like, ah, no, I'm good. Yeah, no, I don't do that kind of stuff. I got that stuff know, out in Vegas, and I'm not all about it either. I was wondering if they um, stayed suspended during the race, which would have been cool. Yeah, especially right over the track. Yeah, well, that was probably throw, the case. Throw French fries at people. 
Either that or it was going yeah, up and down. Uh, or something. Where's your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just go? Okay. Just turn to the left. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to the old race, what's left of it, anyways. But signs blew my mind they did not retire that car any earlier. Did anybody else think, like, was anybody else thinking that? Like, once they figured out he didn't have race speed, they're, what was Once they, he dropped out of the points, I would have put right? him in. Well, okay. Yeah. And then if you're waiting, waiting to see maybe the you know rain or something's going to come and there'll be a red flag or okay i got it but the rain passed halfway through the race like there was no more chance of rain you knew then and he still lasted till like 10 laps to go or something when they finally pulled him in and it just blew my mind i'm like i i was going to ask you guys because maybe y'all know i don't understand why you would stay out you're wasting transmission you know gearboxes you're wasting all the mechanics of the car that isn't broke you're you're just wasting them for it's no Ferrari. reason whatsoever they have a magical cannoli that they consult uh crazy Magic cannoli what do we do and it was like i don't know and it's actually a, tor- a piece of tortellini and we're like rubbing on the tortellini <laughs> they roll it like dice oh mamma mia what do we do <laughs> you throw the tortellini if it sticks on the wall and we keep them out there's That's a few right. rainy drops so we bring for intermediate tire yeah <laughs> stuck on the wall it's time to stay out i don't know what's going on over there man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both <laughs> That, going back to the sprint race, I don't know if they've changed the rules, but do y'all remember um, Hungaroring? Uh, I think it was um, Kevin Magnuson came over the radio during the formation lap and was like, let's go to dries or something or coming in. And you're not supposed to have communications during the formation lap. Yeah. Was there some, is there a stipulation with you starting under a safety car that you can have communications with your team? Well, it might be because didn't do they count a lap after they the first did, lap be, of the formation? Because then, then it technically the race is started. The race yeah, because started. the sprint only ran eleven laps. Yeah, uh, they ran so, two formation laps and then they started counting the laps. So it all depends on when he said it. Hamilton said it on the second formation lap. Are you sure it took two? I thought the second formation lap usually is when they start counting the laps. They normally do, but they ran two formation laps because they started at 11. Oh, right. Because they did one, then they were like, it's too wet, then they did it again. Interesting. And then they I don't know. Counting. I mean, bro, you saw 2021. We don't follow the rules here. Yeah. It's probably three insane. inches fall they probably just in forgot. 32 minutes <laughs> from the Southwest on a Tuesday. <laughs> That's I it. was getting the same vibes for that sprint race from that race. I was like, yeah, uh, me too. That's it. Like, let all the, doing? let all the lapped cars by, except for the ones <laughs> after Lewis. <laughs> Consult the magic conch. <laughs> <laughs> Live in infamy forever. Never get away yeah. from it. But, oh, man. uh, 2021, I'll never understand. Just, just, just let the other three cars by and there would have been no controversy. We shall award them <laughs> half points. Oh, so I have a question on, Back to the 2021 thing. Oh, if Massa gets no, no it's if Massa, two years later, we left <laughs> no. it in the past. <laughs> if Massa gets the championship from Hamilton that he's going after, does Hamilton then go after Max to get that championship? I don't think so because they've already put an appeal up with that in the off season of 2021 to 2022, and they got denied. So I think that's not going through the FIA; it's going through a court system. Wait, what was Massa's thing anyways? So in 2008, Hamilton came in with a seven-point lead over Massa into Brazil. Uh, Hamilton qualified fourth. Massa put it on pole in the Ferrari. Massa dominated the race 
and Hamilton came in late with some rain for some inters, putting him back in. I think he needed to finish fourth or fifth to win the championship. Uh, the guy in six did not come in for rain tires. So Massa crossed the finish line and 40 seconds later out of the final turn, Hamilton passed fifth place, who was still on dries, and took fifth place and won the championship. So Massa thinks he won the championship because they were told they won it before Hamilton had crossed the line. He's just a crybaby. But seriously, wait, okay, whether or not he's right, what kind of sportsman protests a championship like 10 20 years, years later down the road? Whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, okay, I get it. There's right and wrong, but yeah. Well, and, and in the same instance, now like Norman's saying, it's like, it's just going to open everything up. If you, if, if you, you start one of them the slide. precedence, yep. if I'm Lewis and I get one taken, then I'm like, okay, well, this one was stolen from me, so I'm going to go take it too. Yeah, they're just going to all start protesting oh, each yeah. other. Oh, it'll be horrible. I'll be here for it. <laughs> we'll yeah, have it, long talks about it. <laughs> yeah, it'll help the podcast for sure. That's right. Yeah, um, baby. But uh, yeah, rounding up the weekend, there wasn't much more than that. Um, like you said, it was kind of a snooze fest. Yuki looked really good for once. Uh, no reckon from him. He put on a pretty good show in the Grand Prix. Danny looked bad. I do have to ask y'all. He looks Danny. Danny looked very competitive in the sprint race. So what happened in one night that he just could not find speed? I mean, is that did they maybe make a adjustment? Was it the track? Was it you know since it went from like rain? Did he was he just yeah? Faster I think rain it was. Week? I think it was the dry track, the aero balance, and everything in the car. They had he he hasn't been in the car very long. He doesn't know the car very well, and then that was technically the first time they were running in those conditions all weekend. So. I just think sure. he was set up for failure as a as the well, rookiest driver on track at the moment. Yeah, for the car. No, yeah. I understand. Uh, Yuki though looked really, really good. I have to say, I hope, I think he's going to sleep well this uh, this big break we have coming up. But Williams uh, still got their car in a straight line that's just ridiculously fast, and it kind of made for some amazing amazing uh, passing because they're so crap in the corners that everybody had to wait for a corner that you usually wouldn't pass on. Um, and, and make the pass there because the DRS sometimes wasn't even enough. and So they've got something in that car, that Williams, though. They've got to figure out something else. Uh, they've got the straight line speed, which is really good when you come to tracks like Monza and this and that. But everywhere else, you're going to have some issues. I mean, you, you need to they need to keep working. But they are looking better. I think everybody's starting to really, really step it up. But uh, I don't know what y'all's thoughts are on Williams. Still not there, I guess. But I uh, mean, no, but I think Williams has always got a master plan. Like, whether or not we ever see it actually come to fruition is yet to be told. But They're trying. Yeah. I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. Like, I really do think that their long play is to get Nick DeVries back in the car. So, And I will talk about a little bit of... Uh, some rumor I think mill, but they're uh, still building, man. They're the they're the Milwaukee Bucks when they drafted Giannis, or right the year before they drafted Giannis. They're like they're chilling right now. I think I don't see I don't think we see Williams die out at the bottom of the standings. That's nice. my prediction. Hey, so we got time we got time to talk about it. So I'm curious, what do you guys think about um about Sargent? Do you think 
Like, what do you think is going to happen with him? I think he's gone. Um, you think so? Because you, do you yeah, think, he's think he's been given a fair chance to like perform? Like, well, we I mean, that? that's because well, the problem we saw, is what's his name the... get dropped? Ver DeVries. Yeah, but that's the problem. He's in the Williams, right? I mean, what can he show really? Yeah, I think I think wonder. we like we when we were interviewing Russell, there to be a racing driver, there's more to it than just getting in the car and driving. There's so much pageantry and optics and um how your social skills and whatever and like i don't know i think that america as a racing the united states as a racing community has not embraced logan Sargent like formula one hope they would because like you said levi he's in a williams so it's like yeah i don't think anyone expected anything spectacular but he's very forgettable like, it's not like I'm turning on Formula One every weekend. Like, I wonder how my boy Logan's going to do, you know, because there's really no presence. There's no, uh, I don't feel like I'm missing out. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just some random dude with a good haircut. Like, okay, yeah, cool. I mean, honestly, you put a lineup up of Hamilton, Alonzo, and Verstappen. I'm going to see them at every age. I can probably pick them out of the crowd. If you put a, a certain right. picture of Logan Sargent up with some street clothes, I don't even know if I could pick him out. And it's unfortunate, but it's like the like the music industry. Like you you have to be you have to have something special about you, whether it's a, a aura, your personality, uh, your style, the way you talk, the way you hold yourself, the, your looks. Something has to d set you apart. And Logan Sargent is the most forgettable American young racing driver. Like it's like like uh, if you just ask someone, well, like. Like asked AI, like, "Hey, give me a picture of an of an American Formula One driver." Like, it's pretty close, you know. And and then, but it's not good enough. Like, like take a guy like Joseph Newgarden in IndyCar, like Captain America. Like, I think that that personality, very charismatic, very like family oriented, and like always super nice and very like approachable. Like, that's kind of what we're gonna need in Formula One. Because like Helmet Marco already tried the badass form American with Scott Speed and that didn't work. Did not work. No. So like now we're trying like as American and homegrown as we can. So I don't think that that's gonna work either. Uh, no. but it, it it's sad that we're talking about this because it should be about how fast is he. Right? Well, and that's the problem. He should be about how fast he is, but the problem is he may be one of the fastest guys on the deal, but you know, in the in the grid. But in a Williams, you're never going to see it. Right, but and I'm we not still, saying he is. I'm just saying you're never going to know. I just there's no. Yeah, you're right. It, that sucks because like you think about a guy like Oscar Piastri and in the McLaren, which was a, a snooze fest for the first couple of races, but watching this kid race, he is good. He's yeah. making aggressive moves. He's getting his elbows out. He's making awesome defensive moves on like Fernando Alonso and Max Verstappen and like, oh my gosh, you know, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, there's just no fear, you know, and I'm a fan of that. And I, I don't know, just like the first couple of races, it was like, oh, Logan Sargent's lap down, like blue flag, like, oh, speeding in the pits, like. Uh, ask Nick DeVries. It doesn't take a whole season to screw it up, man. So yeah. I'm I'm over it. I I really think that he's wasting a spot on the grid. 
I, I do I, too. It sucks. I do too. But... Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and Norman's team, uh, Hosh, you're talking about personalities. K Max, a nice guy. You know, I think you know he's kind of the nice guy. He's been around a while. He usually does what the team asks. You know, everybody kind of likes him. You got Hulkenberg, who's got just the badass hair and kind of the yeah. you know F one personality. So you're like, okay, I can handle that. He's real faster in qualifying. Yeah, you know, it's like he put some punch in F one and. It's like Magnuson it's like, needs to go back to sports car racing. If if they can't be an anime character, then they can't be a Formula One driver. Like, <laughs> like they got to be a little unique. Like Formula One just released like this animation of like what the Formula One drivers are gonna do on break, uh, over summer or summer camp, Formula One summer camp. Anyway, it was like this kids style animation drawing. And of course you look at it and you're like trying to pick out your, the drivers like based on their personality and what they're doing. And so like they nailed every single one, like Valtteri standing over there playing volleyball with his weird haircut and like, like Yuki is serving food in like Yuki's cafe or whatever. Like everyone has their little personality and Logan Sargent's roasting marshmallows by a fire. Like that right there should tell you. Like it was, right the only, it was the only guy on the map that I had no identity. It was just like some random looking dude sitting by a fire mar roasting marshmallows. I was like, that must be Logan Sargent. So that sucks, man. I think that, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're the fastest guy on track. If you're in a Williams and you're boring, you're out. And I got to say, Williams loves Nick DeVries. Let's not forget what happened a couple years ago in Nick DeVries Formula One debut guy scored points in an abysmal Williams uh, when Alex Albon had that appendicitis problem. Like that was heroic. That was heroic. And he did it with a Mercedes emblem on his chest in a Williams. So I really think that his time at Red Bull was just a flash in the pan. He's got to be back on the, on the grid. I would bet money on it. We'll see him back in Formula One. We have to. Hopefully. Oh, Nick? You're talking about Nick, right? Yeah. 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 Well, his debut just was earth shattering. Like, here's this random guy coming up, like, like, and then he scored points on his debut. And it was like the best finish Williams had all season. So, yeah, but I, that shows me that if you come in and you're a reserve driver and you go out and score points and you do great, and then you come in as like, it's your seat, you, you, you're cracking under pressure. He yeah. came in, he had nothing to lose. He just went out there and drove the car. It wasn't his car. I'm just going to go out here and do what I can do. And then he finally gets a seat and he does nothing with it. Yeah, and you're right. That's a pretty classic sports narrative story, like quarterbacks in the NFL, like so-and-so tears ACL. And then, you know, Tom Brady gets his shot. And this is your shot to either be Tom Brady or be the guy that filled in that one time, you know? And... Uh, most most quarterbacks that come off the bench to save the day do well, but do they do well when they start the next game? That's a good question. Yeah. Usually, no. Well, that's even like Alex Albon. Like, do we think he should still be on the grid? Just I do. I do. I think Alex is a phenomenal driver. Man, he shows flashes every once in a while, but I don't know. And, you know, he got, he was in that whole Gasly swap back and forth thing that Red Bull did. Um, that was just unfair to both drivers. I don't think Red Bull actually gave them either of them a, a, a good enough shake. 
But then you got people like, you know, and I always go back. I've watched a lot of him, and that's why I go back to him. But like Daniel Ricardo, you know, he was a Red Bull. He was very competitive, um, left like an idiot. Uh, went to Renault. Uh, he's supposed to be the number one guy there. Him and Hulkenberg had some really good success there. They were building on the team. Uh, McLaren said, hey, we got the history. You want to come over here? And he was like, oh, yeah, and he jumped like an idiot to yeah. McLaren. But then that car drove so much differently than any other car on the grid. And I don't know if that's what you're getting maybe with DeVries, that he fit the Mercedes-style car that much more than he did the Alphatari Red Bull kind of car. But I don't know if that's it. You know what I mean? Because Lando said, Lando finally sat down with Danny and said, look here, bro, this car runs different. You've got to do this different. You've got to do this different. And that's where Danny was like, I think, you know, where he lost all his confidence and where everything started going south was, holy crap, I don't know how to drive this car. Yeah. I've been doing this my whole life and I don't know how to drive this car. Um, but anyway, started to get on Danny tangent, but it's kind of like that. I'm wondering if something like that didn't happen with the breeze because he never really looked solid in that Alphatari. It always looked a little off. It could be what Norman said. It was just the pressure of being the number one driver. Finally, something happened. Like you said, he was looking really, really solid as a fill in driver. And then to just kind of never really show up was frustrating. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I think Alex deserves to be there. I think Guan Yu Zhou deserves to be there for sure. Um, like Oscar Piastri, obviously. I think we have some really good rookies. I think Liam Lawson deserves a shot. Definitely. Like this kid I is promise special. You, I promise you, if you saw Guan Yu Zhou in F2, you, cause you, did you guys see him before yeah. F1 or no? Yeah, for I sure. I did not. No. Okay, I, dude, he was the a moves monster. he pulled in F2, he was Unfucking real, unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. Well, Yuki Sonoda too. Yuki Sonoda did some stuff that was oh, like, oh yeah, Holy Yuki was crazy shit. too. Yeah. So if we know they can drive. That that's why I'm like, do we know if people like Sergeant deserved a fair shot? I honestly I can't recall how he did in F two and F three. Boring. So it was, that should it, hold it was on. Boring. That should tell you. That should tell you right there. You just named off a couple of guys that I didn't even know did well and made some crazy moves. But you that actually watches F two F three can't really remember anything about it and that should no. tell you you actually got your answer i had to google him when point. they announced him like mm. look what you know what the bad thing is who's not getting a spot like you said who are we not seeing that could be blowing up in that williams, williams and Lawson. actually taking that car where oh, it well, needs to go williams That's uh what frustrates me. williams uh there's a anything mercedes anybody mercedes can't right yeah i mean mick schumacher then you open up a whole nother book of Mick Schumacher and kind of where do we feel he should be? Because a lot of people said that the only reason he got a shot was because of his dad's name. I don't believe it. I think Mick's a he's decent good. driver. So I think I'm also, he's I'm got also, the, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, I think he's got the beans to be up there, especially when you got someone like Logan Sargent sitting there. Yeah. And I think like for the Ferrari camp, Robert Schwartzman is incredible and we'll see him in a Ferrari eventually. In some capacity, you might see him replace Valtteri. Well, no, because Alpha Alpha Romeo is aren't they going Audi in two years? They are. Oh, they're going to Haas next year. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then it, it might be Haas the Alpha Romeo. Robert yeah. Schwartzman is a a monster, and he's one that I'd really like to see. And then a lot of the guys that I thought I would see in Formula One, like Christian Lungard, are over on our side of the the pond now. Um, doing well. Christian's been killing it in IndyCar. 
A lot but, of guys have been doing that because they just get barricaded after getting kicked out of F2 for winning. Yeah, it's what are you going to do? the stupidest thing ever. You climb well, all like, the way up like the mountain. That's like Piastri. Yeah. Piastri, wasn't he sitting idle for like two or three years? Because I mean, not idle, doing nothing, but you get the point. Yeah. Um, Who just went over to Super Formula and is kicking everybody's ass over there too? Lawson. Oh, Liam Lawson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's And then, dude, you even got guys it. coming from F2 that are pretty solid, like Frederick Vesti and Tail Porcher. Yeah, or, or dude. Or Theo or whatever the hell his name is. They're both solid too. So it's just like there's not enough seats. Perchere almost, is great. This is why we almost need more teams. Yeah, and like these guys are really good. And there's, there's, I mean, uh, I wish, I wish there was a little bit more of a clear cut way to track your, like, you know, NFL, NBA. We have this, we have drafts. You know, we have, we can follow a college athlete. Like, oh, they're a senior. Like, or are they going to go into the draft or not? Like, I, I do wish motorsport had some sort of, you know, transitional thing that i could follow as a fan where it wasn't just like oh well how is helmet marco gonna wake up feeling good about you or not you know like that sucks <laughs> uh there's i can't imagine living my whole life on that you know like a guy like liam lawson who just like like you've proven yourself you kick ass everywhere you go like you're leading the championship in super formula you went over there just to build your resume under red bull like that's the only reason you're there like the you're just waiting for a chance, and then Danny fucking Ricardo, like God damn it, dude. Oh yeah, I would be so upset. I mean they they didn't want to pull him because he's leading the championship. I get it, but it's like you do everything what? in your life to try to open up the opportunity to drive a Formula One car, and then now you can't because you're you know kicking ass in Japan. Which is well, under Red Bull Honda, which is like the dream, kind of, but not. Anyway, I feel bad for the guy. There's a well, few guys, honestly, that I think need to go to that like could easily fill seats. Like I, I think again, Magnuson probably's got to go. I think his time's up. I think uh, someone like we saw DeVries go, so that's good. I think Sargent needs to go. Valtteri. I don't think Hulkenberg needed to come back. I don't think Valtteri needs to still be racing. They're both like I like these guys. Don't get me wrong. I well, I loved watching Hulkenberg. I loved watching Baltas, but they're not really doing anything. You know what I mean? They're stagnant. And they're just stagnant. But they don't again, bring nothing. you're just Perez. gonna put guys into shitty teams too. So it's hard to say. I, well, yeah. I mean, he's been here forever too, dude. But, seriously, I mean, like, let's well, let's roll let's let's roll it over. I wish there was some sort of bid or lottery system or. I know there's contracts, but we all know that that doesn't fucking count. Like you can well, just kick someone out. So some of the, some of the rumor mill that's going on right now is gonna if it actually any of them come up, it's gonna open up spots, and I don't think they're gonna fill them with older drivers. But that does. Oh, Alonzo too. By the way, I know he's driving good, but he needs to go. Sorry, back. Yeah, Alonzo. If you're building a team, like you're trying to figure out that extra spot that you need, that extra something that you need, like they did with Schumacher's last couple of years when he actually came to Petronas. Mercedes and made them what they are now. If you ask me, got them on the right track. If you need somebody like that, then yes, you need Alonzo on your team. You can do that on a simulator now. You don't need him in the car taking up a seat. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, that kind of gets me into that little little bit of spiel that we've, uh, you know, the whole what do you call that um, rumor mill? I guess we could call it. Um, but with with silly the Danny season. seat, yeah, right, silly season. The Danny seat um, with Alfa Romeo. Just to touch on that, I don't really. My thought on why they wouldn't bring up Lawson, one, because of his championship, but two, you took your chance on a rookie driver. It didn't work out. Do you really try it again in the same season? 
Or do you just put somebody over in Danny Rick that you know has looked good on simulator, looked good on tires, and he, he can kind of help you with the team? And we'll try Maybe to figure out what to do tons next of PR year. too. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody loves Danny, right? I mean, come on now. But if you want my bet. honest opinion, I think if he doesn't do anything this season, they'll probably just throw Lawson in next season. I think oh, I think that's to the, get him through the season. I think that's the ultimate goal. I was going to say, unfortunately, I think that's just the goal. And then Danny slides over to reserve driver again. And if something goes on with Perez and they kind of whiff raff, you know that he's fast enough to keep up with Max and the Red Bull. We'll throw him in for another year. And then I think after that, it's over for Daniel Ricciardo. If not yeah, if before. he doesn't figure it out. Yeah, if he doesn't figure it out, I think he's done. Even, even if it does, I think he's, you know, unless he's beaten Max, which we know is not going to happen. I think he's just gone. I think he's ran his course, so to speak, for Daniel Ricciardo. And sad to say, because that's my guy, but it is what it is. But yeah, the rumor mill. So there's some crazy ones going on. The two that really top my list that I've heard from a couple different sources, but they don't really have anything but talks have been going on. Norris apparently or something has been in talks with Ferrari, which I don't know where that fits in with signs possibly. And then, um, which would just be crazy to me if he went from McLaren, who's actually got the car fixed now. And of course, these rumors might be behind and that was when the car wasn't fixed. And we don't know if any of this is going to come true, but... Um, the other one that I heard was actually that another McLaren driver, Piastri, to Red Bull for Perez, which would just be that would be a that'd be crazy. If he keeps showing us what he's showing us in McLaren, and he can't drive to put him in that car next to Max. I think you make a super team that can't be beat. Now, where does that go with contracts? I don't know. I mean, Piastri showed you that it doesn't matter what your contract says; they'll pay it out, and you pay the driver to leave. You can put him in whatever seat you want to. Yep, but. Um, anyways, that's, that's about it for the F1 stuff. Unless y'all have got anything else. Uh, I think that probably wraps it up. We don't have a race next week. We don't have a race after that. We don't have a race. We got that. It's like three week break, uh, here. And the next one's at Zanvoort there on August 27th. So we don't have anything till the end of August. Um, Normie, when's our next Indy race? Nashville this weekend. Oh, okay, oh we so, so we excited. We always got NASCAR, so I'm not going to say anything about that. Oh, so you yeah, talking about Nashville the bridge? Sucks. They're just going to run yeah, the, the bridge. bridge. Couple times. Oh, is that the one with the bridge? Yeah, Stingray Rob going That's in the, the river with it. this weekend. <laughs> Stingray Rob's going swimming. Yeah. That's the one with the, where they go over the bridge, isn't it? I love it. I love the bridge. Too soon oh, to bring God, up the submarine. It makes no. racing so good. What's that? It makes it too racing soon to bring better. up the submarine. <laughs> On that note, they actually have divers already in the water when that race starts just in case someone does go off that divers wow. are already on scene like that stupid movie driven i don't know if y'all remember that part oh, <laughs> yes. i'll bring it up again <laughs> didn't he go off a bridge and he was like stuck movie. in a tree or something i think it was underwater actually and that guy turned the car over and he's like bro yeah no the what you're thinking of is the uh i'm thinking of the other f1 movie the one that's like a yeah shoot the the one that's based on facts with um yeah that guy and that guy i can't remember what it's called now too it's slipping my name or slipping my head what are the two drivers names hunt and come on nikki lauda yeah yes. lauda those are the two main characters. Oh, yeah, but there's like a good one, and isn't there like a shit one? Or is that the same movie? Uh, oh, that's... you're thinking of Rush. Yeah, yeah, Rush. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, of Rush. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was the battle of Louder and Hunt when Hunt won the championship. Amazing movie, by the way. If you haven't yep. seen it, go and look look up Rush. I wish I would have seen it in the theaters. I did not. And that Good movie. Good movie. Like a but, really yeah. good movie. I love that movie, dude. Yeah. 
I, I think it's right it up there again. with Ford versus Ferrari. Hell yeah. Honestly. And I like those both those movies. So another movie, if you haven't seen it, I mean, what are you doing? You need to go watch that. I think it's, I think it's Hemsworth's best work other than Thor. Person. Yeah, because Thor's pretty good, especially when he was in the, in the fat suit. That was good stuff. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. But yeah, anyways, that's your movie uh, notes for the week. Uh, <laughs> we, we forgot again. I was, I was trying to say this last week and we forgot again. Maybe I can put it in the show notes before we ever start so that I can remember. But um, all the shout outs that we usually do, it seems like it's always at the, at the end, you know. Um, our friends on our team, Goon Squad, uh, had the League Zero race um, last Thursday. I don't think Antonio had an injury, so he couldn't really be in there. But then he goes and has somebody fill in, you know, just to get a few points for him. And then Antonio can fill you in on the rest of that. Yeah, (laughs) go ahead, Antonio. Yeah, I had my boy Flo Downs come in, by the way. Shout out to him. So I had him come substitute for me. And the way we do our substitutions at League Zero, it's like like real life Formula One. So the driver accumulates points for himself, not for the filling, not for the person he's filling in for. But team-wise, he gets us some points. So... He absolutely clapped cheeks and won both races, so I'll take it. Um, Ray Ray Love ended it. up actually finishing like I normally do, and he came, I think, fourth, and then he DNF'd in the sprint. So I I was like, hey, we just swapped. It's all good. So <laughs> anyways, um, no, that was funny, but uh, continue on, I guess, with the shout-outs. Yeah, we shout-out our boys, TGS. Uh, shout-out for me, my boy Flo, absolute champ. Yep. Um, who am I missing? We got like uh, Zero itself. Dave Kasai for editing. We still love you, by the way. Ow! Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't uh, there, but TGS Endurance Series ran Montreal this weekend. Yes, they did. I was going to make that race, and I had some stuff come up. Uh, didn't get to do it, which I'm a part-time team anyways, and I'm just doing a single stint the whole damn thing. So um, it's not like I missed out on any points. I'm not running for any points or anything. But it was some, some good endurance practice. I really liked that track. I think it was going to be rough to get around that track with all the different races, uh, cars, the two different classes, this and that. So. I don't know what all happened. I just know the MSR car finished sixth overall with Tim doing an Iron Man for three hours. So I was pretty impressed with that. Heck yeah. Shout out, Timmy. Job, bud. Yeah. Matching our best finish of the season. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, we've got, uh, like I said, League Zero. Go look that up uh, every Thursday night after racing. We do take, they do take breaks, you know, for holidays and this and that midseason, but. Most of the time they try to run with uh, the F1 schedule as much as possible. So F1 was at Spa, they were at Spa. Uh, good group of guys. Two races real left in the season too. What's that? Two races left in the season. It's gonna get yeah, two races in the season. Um, you know, come sign up now. Uh, I don't think you can get to race in the last race if you just sign up now, but uh, you can be in the off-season uh, practices they have. The guys are always running something. Real active Discord, which brings me to ours, Lab Zero Podcast. Look us up on Google and all that good stuffs. If you haven't found us or somebody sent you this, it's probably on any platform. But we do have a Discord. Please join. Join our Discord. Get on the Discord, people. I mean, it's, it's, it's been long stuff. enough. I know all the people that were listening, if we look at our numbers, not all of you signed up to Discord. Just download the damn app if you don't have it. If you do have it, then just add another channel. I know you got 18 channels over there on the left anyways. Everybody does. Look at all them channels. Just add us. Have some fun. We got nine. <laughs> Anyways, besides that, I've got nothing. If y'all don't have nothing, uh, this is the Norman Crap Lap 28. Davy so, Allison, don't be talking Davey, bad Davey, about him. Sorry, Davy Allison. I won't talk bad about Davy, but uh, yeah. Don't get in a Ford helicopter. Sucks. You're trash, Norman. <laughs> Ford sucks. So does Norman. We'll see you next week. <laughs>